joining us on the line right now is one of us, the pride of Medford, Massachusetts. Maria Menounos is with us. Mm -hmm. Hi, Maria. It's Dale and Michael and Rich. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm great. How are you? We're doing great, thank you. Uh, You have been battling your own little uh, uh, issues here, a brain tumor, your mom fighting stage four brain cancer. You unfortunately know better than any of us listening what all of this is all about. Absolutely. It's definitely been uh, a crazy year, Um, you know, but with everything, I try to look at the silver lining. I try to look at the positive and there have been a lot of blessings that have come from it. But yeah, cancer is uh, a terrible, terrible disease. And it's very, very difficult on uh, on everyone, not just the patient, the family members, the caretakers. And so it's been it's been a lot for sure. You mentioned uh, focusing on the silver linings. Uh, you said a lot of blessings have come from this. Uh, what are some of the blessings that have come from it? You know, with my mom, I think it was kind of the the first brick from the sky to to make some adjustments in life and to realize that work isn't everything. And I think for uh, the workaholics out there that are listening, it's very easy for us to get wrapped up in our work and to make it such a priority. And I think that for me, it shifted my mindset in a big way. Um, And that was one. But, you know, my family's become so much closer than we ever were. We're able to help so many people. I, I kind of uh, am joking that I'm a part-time doctor now. I have a few different patients I'm helping through this um, through this because when you get a diagnosis like brain cancer, uh, it's it's the most overwhelming and hard to believe uh, diagnosis. And so I'm helping people kind of with the cliff notes and the shorthand version of how to kind of deal with all of it. Um, it, it's, it's been endless. Um, and so I, I really try to focus on the positive rather than really focusing on, you know, we had two brain tumors in this family and yeah, it's been (laughs) a difficult year, but, um, we're still smiling and we're still being positive and we're fighting as much as we can, um, fighting to find a way to be a long-term survivor, fighting to help other people and, and then fighting for a cure. And what has it been like doing all of that kind of publicly, too, and, and sort of becoming almost a, a spokesperson for, for brain tumors? How, how has that been? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. I, I, I look back all the time to my life before brain tumors, and there are, like, pictures in my photo album and my photo feed in my iPhone where I'm like, oh, that was before tumors, and now post-tumors, life is so different, and... Um, it's just it's a it's just so wild it's really surreal um to to look at it all and to see you know that we are kind of have, or have been thrust into the spotlight with um with these tumor diagnoses and and figuring this all out but um we're doing the best that we can with what we're being dealt and and realizing that you know uh, focus equals feeling. So we're focusing on all the positive, and I actually put that out on Instagram today. Focus equals feeling, and so we're focusing on all the positives in our lives while fighting the negatives. You had seven hours of very complex surgery. Your surgeon was mm-hmm. able to remove 99.9% of your benign tumor. Uh, you were told mm-hmm. that there's a 6 to 7% chance that, that it could come back, but as you said, 
You'll take those numbers, I guess. Absolutely. I feel so lucky, you guys, just to, I mean, not to get emotional, but sorry, um, just to not hear the word cancer is like a huge blessing, you know, because to me, it's like, I think, um, I think God wanted me to change my life and change my priorities. And sorry, I don't mean to cry, but I think it was, it was a wake up call and I'm making those changes and I'm making those adjustments. Um, but to hear that it was benign and that they were pretty sure it was benign. And of course, getting out of that surgery and hearing, yes, it is a hundred percent benign was a miracle. And the greatest message that was sent to me, you know, for my mom, it's not as easy. Um, you know, we live month to month by that MRI. And so luckily right now she's doing well and we have to focus on that. But there are a lot of people out there that are suffering and that have a really hard time. And so that's what this is all about is raising awareness and raising money and trying to find cures for all of these terrible, terrible cancers that people are suffering with. You know, Maria, we've already cried several times today, so we don't mind the tears. Bring no. them on. It's okay. You you cry as much as you want to, but it, it really really does lead to a question. And you said uh, sorry to cry. You don't have to apologize for it. But have you have you told yourself during this process that you don't want to cry, that you shouldn't cry so much? I mean, have you tried to to limit it? Because I I can't imagine why you would. But maybe you say, I don't want to cry anymore. How's that been? <laughs> What's the song? Big girls don't cry. <laughs> um, I think uh, you know it was it was a really. I mean, who would have ever thought that we'd have two tumors in this house? I mean, that would never have ever crossed my mind. And so, I feel like, you know, my mom's was where I cried, and my mom's was you know the toughest. I think when I got diagnosed, for me. It was just a shock, and I, like, literally laughed on the phone with the doctor. Like, I was just like, you're joking, right? Like, this can't be real. Um, but I knew in my heart what was happening. I felt it, so I was kind of prepared for that call. Um, but, um, but yeah, I didn't really cry through the process. The only time I cried was, like, just before surgery. My therapist was telling me that I needed to tell some people because, if you know, I didn't tell my parents. And I had to keep it a secret for them for, I think it was almost two months um, because my mom wasn't doing well and we didn't want to burden them with yet another bombshell. And so having to keep this a secret was really, really hard on me and my fiance, Kevin, of course. And so my therapist was like, you need to start reaching out to a few people and letting them know before surgery. So you have like a little like love and goodwill going in. And that was when I started crying is like, it was almost like I felt bad having to tell people like, Hey, I have one too. Um, and so that was difficult for me, but otherwise I laughed my way through it. I tried to be as positive as I could. Um, my family and my friends had already gone through this once with my mom. And for me, I was like, listen, this isn't cancer. Um, yeah, brain surgery sounds really crazy, but my mom's gone through it. She went in smiling. She came out smiling, and she's my example, and we have choices in life, and we choose how we're going to respond to things and how we're going to react, and for me, it was really important to look at the role models that I've had in my life or the amazing examples I've had, and as a journalist, and you guys know this because you interview people all the time, I've seen people with far worse 
put smiles on their faces and move forward and push forward. And, and to me, I'm like, I've always said, if something happened to me, I would hope I would be the same way. And luckily, I was able to do that. And I hope that it inspires other people to know that you do have a choice. In, in the face of disaster, in the face of terrible situations, you do have a choice on how you're going to handle things. And it doesn't mean that you can't break down here or there, and it doesn't mean that you can't be sad, but overall, you have a choice on how you can. We've chosen to laugh. We've chosen comedy must rule. And that's what we did. Maria, we can't thank you enough for uh, taking a few minutes uh, in what is a difficult time for you and your family. Thank you so much. This is always home now, remember. You can come back here whenever you want and come visit with us. We appreciate it as always. I love you guys, and my prayers are with everyone who's dealing with this. And I will be back home soon, and I'm excited to be back there. Thanks, Maria. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Take care. That is uh, Maria Menunos joining us live from Fenway Park. This is the WEEI Nesson Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon. It's presented by the Arbella Insurance Foundation. Hi, this is Derek Jeter. You're listening to the Jimmy Fund Radiothon. Please donate at 877-738-1234 or www.jimmyfund.org. Help strike out cancer in kids.